0: This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinzak.
1: This great music you're hearing right now is from this week's featured artist, Outlaws and Moonshine. And this is another great act on the roster over at High Volume Music. Our friends here at the Decibel Geek Podcast, we love them because they turn us on to great music. This track you're hearing is from their 1919 album, and it's called Cootie Brown. You like that? Yeah. It's awesome. You can get more info on Outlaws and Moonshine in today's show notes, or head on over to music.com and check out the rest of their roster because they are loaded. And we are the Decibel Geek Podcast. In case you didn't know, we're back once again. What is it? It's rock and roll radio that's free on the internet. Tell your friends about it. Not enough people out there understand what podcasts are. And I know there's a lot of rock and rollers out in the world that are missing out on something really good. I feel like that.
2: That's right. I always get cracked up when uh, some people discover the show or I put a link up and Friends of mine will, that haven't listened yet will say, so when is your show on? Right, I hear yeah. that all the time, and I'm like, no,
1: it doesn't work that way. No, yeah. I saw somebody wrote once, it's it's a podcast, not a broadcast. You can listen to it whenever you want. That's it's right. on, demand. on demand. So just get out there and explain to people what podcasts even are because there's a whole segment of the world that's missing out on some cool stuff like us. Yeah. And Alice Cooper. Oh, man, that was fun. Oh, man, that was great. I listened back to that, and I was like, Man, you know, for as sick as we both were, it was great <laughs> to snap out of it for yeah. an hour. Yeah, we were we were both in rough shape that week. Yeah, but um, I know I enjoyed it. I know I a lot too. of people, we got a great response to it. Yeah. You can't go wrong with Alice Cooper. Well, he I, is the man.
2: We will have to do the top five Alice Cooper songs of the eighties soon.
1: Ooh, that'll be a little bit tougher, it I will think. Be. I'm a big fan of that era. Yeah, okay. Cool. Sounds good to me. Yeah, we'll definitely put that in the uh get that in the works. Yes, definitely. So
2: cool. um want to talk about Geeks of the Week this week. These are the people that shared on Facebook and retweeted on Twitter. Last week's top five 70 song, Alice Cooper songs episode. Geeks of the Week this week are Mike Blunt, Colleen Boatman-Kachinago. See, I pulled nice. that one off. Good. Robert Foster, Brian Knapp, Todd Cunningham, Rich Canamar, Dennis Gamez Lars Oyvind Heldon, Kenneth Roy, Ian Wadley from Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, Aaron Baker, Matt Ashcraft, Trisha Lanford, Kevin Williams, Mike Stewart, Mark Alden-Taylor, Otto Erland Gregerson, Derek Novak, Andrew Jacobs, Adam Cox, Paul Stom, Cobras and Fire podcast, Joey Venturi, Billy Hardaway, Warren Money, The Mugra Fugger,
1: Paul Watson, Darren Hillowell, Ernesto Aguiar, Billy Hardcore, and Hoops. These are our people. They love us, and we love them right back. That's why they are the honorable geeks of the week. You want to become one of the true and the proud and the mighty? All you got to do, like Chris said, get on Facebook, get on Twitter, share it, retweet it, tell somebody about it, explain to somebody what the hell a podcast is. Yes. <laughs> Very cool, man. oh to get into the 21st century. This is going to be so much fun today. Yeah, one of our favorite guests. Absolutely. Of the oh, show. Oh, man.
2: Most downloaded guest of the show.
1: I wish that we had the ability just to bring gary corbett to everybody's house and just introduce him and let him hang out with gary for a little while you know in a a way we're kind of doing that here today because it was a pretty laid-back atmosphere hanging out with gary corbett as it always is and this guy man he's got such fantastic taste in music you know we've been experimenting with the six songs so-and-so thinks you should hear And I think today we perfected it. Yes, uh, I think everyone will enjoy Gary's picks. Absolutely, man. And you're going to enjoy some time with Gary Corbett. And he's funny and awesome as always. Love this guy.
2: Yeah, so I guess let's get to it. So, you're back, and uh, we're happy to have you back. Heck yeah. Our most downloaded guest of all time. Woo! And, uh, happy to be back. And you're, you're on the mend. You're not wearing that weird thing around your shoulder anymore.
3: Nope. Done with that. Two surgeries later, and I'm ready to pitch in the World Series. All most. right.
2: Yeah. Nice. Good deal. Oh. So, uh, so, what we brought you on today for, which, of course, is another excuse just to have you here... Is, Always a uh, pleasure. You're the second uh, guest to do six songs. So and so thinks you should hear.
3: Yeah. Well. And today you're so and so. I'm so and so. I've been called worse. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, it was fun when when you told me what the premise of the show was. It was definitely definitely a fun way to come back.
2: Yeah. Well, because we're all music fans when it boils down to it, and we kind of yeah. nerded out when we did the keyboardist discussion. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was awesome. Bit, so much bit. fun. Yeah, that was fun. And we get to do a little bit more today. So um, you sent me your picks, and we were listening to them earlier. And, uh, they're all awesome. They're all really, really good. So, <laughs> Thank you. Thank so you. Let's, let's get into it. What's your what's your first song that you think people need think you should hear?
3: Well, I kind of feel like we should be going in chronological order. That's fine. So I guess... The, do we want to start with Deep Purple? Let's start with Deep Purple. How about okay. Maybe I'm okay. a Leo. How about that one?
2: Maybe I'm a Leo. And why did you pick this song?
3: Well, because you, you said you want the tracks that were not the, the ones that most people would probably be familiar with.
2: And, yeah, we uh, don't need to play
3: Smoke on the Water. No. Right. No. <laughs> Have you ever heard this song? But this that was just a, a, a song that, like, from... My high school days of being in band and, you know, the band I was in played the song and just, you know, it immediately, like music does, it takes you back to a a place or a time in your life or whatever, and that's what it's supposed to do. right? Right. Basically, all these songs, I, I have real good memories of, of you know, my youth. Right, <laughs> yeah. And so that's why, and, and the Deep Purple Machine Head record was definitely one of the big parts of my uh, 14 years old, 15 years old, I guess I was, when it right. came out. And so, yeah, that was definitely on the turntable a lot.
2: Yeah. The one where you just keep flipping it over and playing yeah, playing yeah it's an amazing album yeah. through
3: and through Yeah, and it still holds up and I could still it's listen it. to it from top to bottom yeah so and I just figured that was a good one that people wouldn't know and uh,
2: there you go great song heck yeah man I love it so, yeah. so are we going to do the other one next or are we going to do a different one
3: well we could either go left to humble pie
2: okay let's do that let's do that okay
0: Brings me coffee in my face.
4: you know, you know.
3: As I was telling Aaron a few minutes ago, the song I, it was kind of hard. That was, that was the one song that I actually had to go to iTunes after our conversation on Friday to right. <coughs> excuse me, kind of help pick that, which song it was going to be. I knew I wanted to pick something from that record because <coughs> again, that was, that was probably even earlier, Let mm-hmm. me think for a second. Yeah, that, that's probably earlier. I, I, got exposed to that record probably like the last year when I was in junior high school like 8th grade mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken and
2: this was rocking the Fillmore yeah yeah,
3: legendary oh, love yeah and you know as a kid I used to sit there with the headphones on and the lights turned off and imagine I was there and you know and of course I had my own idea of what was going on there but you know it just really brings back a, a good memories of, of Great music, too. Great singing, great playing. And it was Peter Frampton's first band before... That's true. You know, ...before Frampton's Camel.
2: Yeah, and him with uh, Marriott singing. Gosh. <laughs> um, yeah. What a combination.
3: And that's a guy... And I, that's a singer that, that kills me to this day. And and, what, and that's part of the reason why it was hard for me to pick which which song to pick because the guy never talked to the audience. He sang everything that he said to the audience. Yes. And going through <clears> the beginnings of each song on itunes the other day you know i'm hearing all of this great stuff but i wasn't hearing enough of the song to know if it was the song i wanted to pick i can't you know so i went with hallelujah which was a a, an old ray charles song right and it was i think one of the longer songs on on the record but that was definitely one of the ones that i used to jam out to in my room that and i don't even (laughs) know but uh, I figured man. I don't even know doctor,
2: yeah, that. that but right. that's a common one to yeah, people know I figured that that was the reason I didn't pick that one
1: yeah that's a great pick mm, and
2: great that album pick. is one that, that everyone should own yeah it's, it's one of the best live albums ever made yeah yeah. and Steve Marriott's name should come up more often like young, younger people sure. need yeah. to know who he was yeah how, yeah. He gets,
3: so he does, how he's not looked at is, as like Paul Rogers or mm. any of those other big you know, legendary singers. He was just so amazing. And yeah. you, you listen to him now,
1: there's nobody that sings like that. No. No. But so many people have taken that right. influence from him, yeah. you know, and carried it on in different ways. I mean, you look no further than Paul Stanley, you know, mm-hmm. very like,
2: influential. Yeah, by yeah him. you know, because yes. he yeah. would
1: do the whole singing while you're talking to the audience. How huh? do you feel right? Yeah. You know, all that good stuff. Yeah, you know, a lot lot I got it to you. that's where he got it from. Yeah, all oh right. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, For he sure. was a huge
2: fan of Steve yeah. Marriott, which yeah. yeah, anyone should be. I yeah, picked that one up. All right, so what's what what are we going to next?
3: Well, then we got to go over to Stormbringer. Because yeah. that's uh, the whole album is so overlooked yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Because I remember at the time that w- I was in high school, that record came out and it was Deep Purple with a new singer, you know, it was David Coverdale, but it wasn't Ian Gillen, and Machine Head was so amazing. And you know, to follow that up with a new singer and a new bass player who also was an amazing singer,
2: Glenn Hughes, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. and the two records that they did Burn and Stormbringer were phenomenal records yeah phenomenal I mean you know really in a lot of ways just as good as Machine Head but it wasn't (coughs) Machine Head's just one of those magical records that needs to go in the time capsule for the you know people 2000 years yeah for sure but 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 Stormbringer is such an overlooked record entirely I mean I had a when I remember when I, you know, it, I had it on vinyl as a kid, but of course I don't have it anymore. And back in the, I think it was sometime in the 90s where I got the itch to find it again.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: <clears throat> and I had to really search it out. I think I had to get it as an import from Japan. I think I ended up finding it because there was, wasn't even like
1: on a catalog
3: here really? at the time. Yeah. Wow. And so that definitely deserves to be on this, this list.
1: So how did, how did you become aware of it then? How did you find out about it? Well, I was aware, <clears throat> oh, sorry, okay.
3: when it came out in, in, in originally, you know, back in like, I think it was like 74, um, it was a, a regular release. But it, it wasn't a popular record and it kind of disappeared. And then, you know, when everything was reissued on CD, it, was, it kind of disappeared. They, yeah. you know, they didn't, nobody bothered to reissue it. And so I guess that's where it kind of went away. You know, I don't know if it had anything to, you know, who owned the record, you know, for that, you know, to license it to make the CD
1: or yeah. if it was just if it was just a popularity thing, it was just a lack of demand. Yeah, um, yeah, I could see that because you know you think of Deep Purple and what does everybody think? Like you said, "Smoke mm-hmm. on the Water." That's yeah. the song, yeah. you know. And this year they're finally getting into the Hall of Fame, which yeah. you know should Long have been twenty five years ago. But yeah, yes,
3: I'm one of you know one greatest keyboard players in rock and roll. Oh, John Lord. Yeah, and yeah.
1: he's not even going to be here to see it. Yeah, you know, that sucks. For what it is, but yeah. still, you, yeah, know.
3: you know. He's very big influence on, on me, for sure. Probably probably the biggest when it comes to playing the organ. Would, yeah.
2: You know, sure. Did you hear the uh, White Snake Purple album that came out last year? They mm-hmm. did all deep purple covers with Coverdale singing the, the stuff. They did Stormbringer on it. It was pretty cool. It's actually yeah. a really good cover. Yeah. yeah, it's with modern production, so it, you know they beefed up the sound a whole lot. How is he singing these days? He, on the record, he sounds good. Live, he's—I know he struggles quite a bit now. But uh, I mean, when you sing like that for that many years, sure. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's <laughs> such an
3: amazing singer. God.
2: But yeah, he was pretty much bulletproof through the seventies and the eighties. Yeah. yeah, even
3: but you know, even in the white, you know, the White Snake album, yeah. even in those days was phenomenal
2: oh yeah that, that White snake album in 87 <laughs> oh, that's another one that goes uh, right. in the time capsule for me oh yeah that whole album is a masterpiece yeah yeah. even though three of the songs were played so much that most people can't stand them <laughs> right yeah
3: but you, you know when you, I... you, you go back and you really listen to it and you take that away yeah you, you, it's still an amazing sound yeah the production I, yeah. and everything and just... I'm
2: a big fan of John Sykes so yeah. the, the work yeah. that he did on yeah. that album the songwriting is just amazing yes all right, so uh, covered out with Deep Purple. What, yeah. what what do you got
1: coming up next? It's very awesome.
3: Oh well, what song did I pick? Oh, that I picked "You Fool No One," right?
1: Right. This song, man, wow, this blew me away. I, this this is the first time I think I've ever heard it. Was listening to it earlier. Where'd you where'd you listen to it? Because I haven't I haven't heard. I didn't even
3: get to like. We, I, it just pulled it out. We of my heard head. it on YouTube earlier. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it because I didn't even do that. I just, it just, I remember the song. I just. It's yeah, almost,
2: I mean, it's almost funky. Yeah, but, oh, yeah especially it's the totally, drumming. Yeah. The drumming's
1: amazing. Yeah,
2: it's really a band just going all at it, you know. Um, but yeah, and the riffing on it, like we're just talking, about, like Richie Blackmore, as insufferable as he seems as a person, could really write a, an amazing hooky yeah. riff, yeah. you know, and just. Kick ass on it, and yeah. the solo, the guitar
3: and solo. I they trade,
1: so. like, doesn't Glenn Hughes
3: sing like the bridges and stuff? Like, I like,
1: think so. Yeah, because you tell it's two different guys mm-hmm. singing. Yeah, so yeah. and, it, and this,
3: this, his when his voice kicks in, it's like so much soul. Yeah, and and then it goes back to Coverdale, and it's so much soul, but it's different, and it's just I just love that record, and the two of those guys together was just phenomenal.
2: Uh, California Jam footage from 74 of them playing live no it's on YouTube it's an amazing it's them playing during the day to like 50,000 people oh. Oh. And
3: oh wait is that the with the rainbow, with the rainbow or, yeah, yes, yeah
2: I've seen that yes. that's a that's a killer concert especially <coughs> yeah. when they play Burn and they do the, the mm-hmm. trade off with the vocals yeah
3: that's there. what I was going to say it wasn't the, it was that lineup yeah same yeah. lineup mm-hmm. I remember ELP was on that Earth Wind and Fire was on that
2: yep Black Sabbath played that show, too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Back when you could go to a concert and hear different genres on, instead of the on same. the same, same bill. Though.
3: And that was actually shown on, on ABC's In Concert. Back yeah. When I was next
2: the Clarks show. Yeah. yeah.
3: And it was the first time I did acid was the night that, that was on.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I also remember that well. Oh, God. Was talking to me. Oh, yeah. It was really it wasn't a good experience well that makes
2: yeah. sense because I've always wondered that that rainbow that goes behind the bands is the same one that's behind Kiss on their in concert appearance mm-hmm. yeah. it's the same prop well they did it inside a studio Oh, but California Jam was outdoors yeah. but it's the same rainbow prop I'm, I'm sure Dick Clark's company owned it probably
3: and who else was it Black Oak Arkansas was it I think so Jim Randy. Right. Uh, yeah. rescue
2: yeah <laughs> david lee roth was uh, him yeah, thank you yeah, yeah. <laughs> got his whole
3: act from him or the other guy too uh jesse uh, the jay dupree the, the uh,
2: oh jesse from jackal
1: yeah yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. totally yeah. totally
2: <laughs> oh man heck yeah that's awesome i love that song all right so deep purple what do you got next uh
3: where did we go from there okay so then we went to mountain mountain oh well now i think i think this was also on the keyboard show, if I'm not mistaken. I, I talked about yeah. that in a bit because of the organ. Yeah. It might have even been this song, but it's just such a great one. Um, never in my
0: life. Yeah.
3: Um, that i don't consider like to be that unfamiliar because in my house it was one of the regulars but Mm -hmm. in thinking about how mountain is looked at that i I think that would be considered a song oh
2: sure well mississippi queen is what they're yeah yeah yeah.
1: kind of one hit wonders but Mm -hmm. i mean you listen to a song like this and it's so good i mean you could tell it's that same band that does that song yeah but man this is some good stuff you know i think you're right in picking it, because this band's highly overlooked. But again, all the bands that yeah. they influenced, you know, so many. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, listen, his singing was amazing
3: too, Especially, you know, at that time, yeah. he, he, another soulful guy, and he was a great guitar player too, and and, and they, the, the way they used the organ was probably the, one of the heaviest organ sounds yeah. ever
2: yeah them and deep purple both mm-hmm. they can make the organ sound as heavy as a guitar yeah, yeah
1: for sure I mean and yeah. just fill out that sound to yep. make it take it that one step further of, yeah. of a sensory attack it's like a, yeah. like a
2: dark sound yeah you know? for sure and yeah, yeah especially John Lord he was he yeah. could really do that yeah. he yeah. could basically hammer you over the head with his organ. Yeah, and <laughs> a, <laughs> there's a key. For it. So I'm gonna isolate that and use it. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah but if you listen deep into the track with Felix popolari you know, the, the organ sound is like you hear it kind of distorting and mm-hmm. spitting and breaking up. Yeah. So awesome,
1: bubbling over. Yeah, yeah it's really
3: cool. And he played such cool rhythms against what was going on that it just it, it's a whole note it's like a rhythm, another rhythm guitar part yeah yeah absolutely which is very John Lord is true. also you know and Phyllis popularity was definitely also a big influence at in my you know developmental years
2: right I hear you so you would play along to a lot of these uh-huh.
4: albums
3: when you oh, were yeah. growing
2: up always yeah. all right so we move up into Right. I think it's we can do Cinderella next
3: Oh well, he yeah, well the, if we if we're sticking with chronological, it, we have to go to Cinderella okay. next. Okay. And which song did you pick by them? I picked "Dead Man's Road" from Heartbreak Station.
1: That's a great song. Yeah, yeah, it's a great bluesy rocker. It it showcases what a great singer Tom Keeper is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a great song. If you love blues rock, you got to dig that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, to me that that really captured what they were trying to do on that record. (coughs) Which, you know, whether it was the fans' favorite or not, it was a great record Mm -hmm. because it's really what the band was. And you know, and where they were at that time. And it was a record that they probably had a Make two other records be, to be able to make that kind of a record, right? You know, and it was kind of a little esoteric for the time. I think it was con- considered, you know, that they went out on that southern bayou kind of. Although rider. it's
2: aged better than most of the stuff yeah. from that time. Yeah, right. yeah, sure. that's the sure. funny irony of it.
3: Yeah, because it was because it was way more of a rootsy record as opposed to what was happening at that moment, right? In in rock, you know, totally. right. was, You know. And I, I also love it. There's two reasons I love the song, aside from what we've already said, which is the, this guitar tone that he used for his solo. Yeah. Just yeah, phenomenal. I said that, didn't I? Yeah. I said
1: that exact thing. Love that.
3: When it <clears throat> kicks in, it's like it gives me chills. Yeah. And just... Uh, uh, I don't know. It was just a fun... Uh, just, it was just a fun song. We When we did it live, it was an amazing vibe,
1: you know, and it's just... Yeah, that big bass drum kicking yeah. in at the beginning, I can just imagine the people, yeah, you know, yeah, that'd have been great. Yeah, we were listening to the intro earlier, and I
2: could definitely hear how this would be really cool to Huge hear it in a big crowd.
3: Well, and the thing that was so amazing at the time, you know, when the Heartbreak Station tour was originally... when it originally went out, it was the first, I would say, the first week of shows on that tour, we carried a big stage and mm-hmm. production because they expected to fill arenas and it was the end of that, you know, the beginning of the end of that right. era of music right. and so it was the first time that ticket sales started falling off and so like by the end of the first week we lost half the trucks and half the production. Wow! But the way the show was conceived and, and put together with the original set, that was definitely like a high point yeah. of the show because the whole set was done in that bayou, swampy vibe and it was a really amazing backdrop that, even though it was it stayed there the entire show, the different lightings made it feel like different times of day. Yeah. You know, and it really, and I had the moss hanging from the lights. Oh, so wow. really had a... Great, smoky, fa- funny vibe. And, mm-hmm. Awesome. And it was a really, and it was fire. we had f- things, that, the Cinderella logo was in flames. Sweet. Yeah,
2: it was great. <laughs> wow, it went
3: all out. Uh, yeah, it was huge. And we had the three background singers. Yeah. Well, two background singers and the sax player was there, too. And I had the huge keyboard rig, and <coughs> it, was a, it was a good, that was a good tour. Yeah. yeah fun tour.
0: When I was young, Sometimes I wonder why in the hell that itsy-bitsy spider kept trying to climb up that damn water spout.
1: Stupid-ass spiders. That's why they don't have spaceflight, or tacos, or gymnasiums, or huge books named Monsters.
2: Want to feed your eyes as well as your ears? Check out Dustable Geek on Instagram. Go to instagram.com slash and see for yourself.
1: There you have it. More music from this week's featured artist, Outlaws and Moonshine. That's a track called Hey Y'all. That sounds like, you know, something we can understand down here in Nashville, right? Southern Rock. Heck yeah. It's also from that uptitled release coming up called 1919. And as I said before, more info on Outlaws and Moonshine can be found in today's show notes or over at highvolmusic.com. That's H-I-G-H-V-O-L music.com.
4: Yeah. Thanks Do it. to
2: them for uh signing up for another month on sponsorship and we're happy to bring more of their great music to you guys.
1: Heck yeah, man. You know, I was thinking about this because we got some cool stuff going on here at Decibel Geek. You know, we recently went over 3,000 likes on Facebook, which yep. is fantastic. That makes me so proud to think to remember back when like It was you and me liked it and then like a couple members of her family, a couple of our friends we got to like it and there was like maybe ten. I remember it being like twelve. Yeah. Yeah, You know, it's like, whoa, people are liking this. Here we are, well over three thousand. I think we're doing all right for ourselves around here. So it makes me say to you, if you love the Decibel Geek podcast, you want to help us out, there's a variety of ways to do it. One way, and we don't talk about it enough, get a T shirt. Yeah. Rich the Meister Dylan came over here and brought us some Decibel Geek t-shirts. They're really cool. There was cool. a small in there. I gave it to my son. He wore it to school. You know what he did? What? Played Aaron Camaro Jr. all day. Hey, you guys like hard rock and classic music? <laughs> oh, boy. Check out my dad's show. Yeah, he was. I'm proud of him. Decibel Geek 2.0. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> see? We've always said it. When we're ready to, we're to retire, our, our kids are going to do it. We're going to be forcing them into it, <laughs> so they better pay attention. Learn their rock and roll. Yeah. (laughs) Another cool thing we got going on, because there's so many ways to help us, is become a VIP. But that's a great way to even help yourself, because you feel like you love the show, you listen to it every single week, you wish it was longer, you wish there was more of it. Well, here's a way for you to get more of the Decibel Geek Podcast. That's become a VIP. Our VIPs that we have right now are freaking loving it we we did verses for a while yep and now we've kind of tweaked that mm-hmm. and it's become the decibel geek news yep and what you're getting there is either chris or myself will gather up news stories just to talk about the headlines and rock and roll what's going on in the right now no politics. Just, no politics no politics <laughs> well we could but we're not going no, to maybe hear enough will. of that on tv who knows <laughs> only if the rock stars are talking about it yes. and it's in the news then we'll discuss it maybe laugh about it a little bit have a good time with it mm-hmm. and it's the decibel geek news it's a lot of fun also of course the chris and aaron show yep. last week i warned everybody i warned the vips that was going to be a crazy episode of the chris and aaron show and i wasn't lying and they got to hear it and they know what i'm talking about maybe you don't but you could become a decibel geek vip all that and a whole lot more you want to get the information go to decibelgeek.com or head on over to patreon.com they're the ones that hook us up with it all yep. and make it all happen It's a lot of fun. It is
2: a lot of fun, and hope you guys will sign up for that because we have a good time. So let's talk about the Amazon purchases for this week. Yeah,
1: while you're at decibelgeek.com, hey, go to our Amazon link. It's right there. Probably the best way to help us out, just to straight up help us, other than hitting the donate button on on the website, Mm -hmm. which nobody does that anymore. Not really. (laughs) Because everybody's doing their shopping through Amazon and helping us out, and that's a great way to do it because you're helping yourself to all these great products that are out there. You know, anything you want is on Amazon. Anything, it's all there. Yep. So you want something, you're gonna go there anyway and buy it. So what you do is you head on over to deskgeek.com first. Click on our Amazon link, shoots you over to Amazon. Now you're doing your shopping. You're buying all kinds of Alice Cooper albums. You're picking up the new uh, Outlaws and Moonshine album. Yeah. You know all kinds of cool stuff you can get. So when you're done shopping. You check out, you're done. You pay for your items. Now, Amazon, they're cool. They love rock and roll. They love the Decibel Geek Podcast. They want to help us out, and they do all the time, by taking a little piece of their cut and giving it on us because we sent you to them. It's a beautiful circle, see? It's the circle of rock and roll life. It keeps the Decibel Geek Podcast alive. Don't put Elton John
2: in my head, Aaron.
1: I didn't mean to. That's not where I was going. Yeah, I know. But, uh, dragged to
2: the Lion King seven times by my girlfriend in high school. Bad memories. Oh, man. All right. So, yeah. So, we get this cool report when you guys buy something telling us what you buy. And a lot of music was bought this week. So, I limited it to the music that was purchased. So, this is interesting. Uh, cheap Trick, the song Up the Creek with the a cappella intro was bought. Huh. Uh, Anthrax, new album, For All Kings, two copies were purchased through our. Right league. on. Uh, last in line, heavy crown. That's really good. Uh, Steel Panther live from
1: Lexi's mom's garage was bought. Is this the acoustic thing? Somebody was telling me about a Steel sure.
4: Panther acoustic to album.
1: I gotta check that out.
2: I'm a Johnny Come lately when it comes to Steel Panther. I like what I've heard, but I haven't checked too much out. Um, I love the song. It ain't gonna suck itself. <laughs> and, and community properties also really great. Uh, Dream Theater, The Astonishing. That was bought. Uh, White Snake, the Purple album. You'll actually hear a little bit of that, and well, you'll hear about that in this episode, or you may have already. A don't remember um <laughs> wolf mother victorious was bought that's cool that's a
1: great underrated band right there and here we go for alice cooper see we're doing our jobs right here this is the proof we're doing it yes. this this right here is why we do what we do
2: all right zipper catches skin muscle of love schools out billion dollar babies dada
1: easy action from the inside killer love it to death special forces and the alice cooper show were purchased i'm so proud of that yes I mean, not only does it help us out a ton because that's a that's a lot of music right it there is. somebody purchased, but it makes my heart swell a little bit to know we're affecting things out that's there, right. man. We're we're keeping rock and roll alive. That makes me feel good.
2: I just I love that y'all support the artists. I mean, you, you guys make us proud with that because that's yeah. why we do the show.
1: Because you know, just like today, all these great bands that Gary's either introducing you to or reintroducing you to go to Amazon, you know, pick it up, go to your local music shop, buy it, you yes. know, get out there and support these artists. When they come to your town, go and see them. Yes. And it's buy it, and go, and go get a decibel geek t-shirt when you go. It's more fun, to, when you go. more
2: fun to hold it in your hands. And that is what she said.
1: So all that's right,
2: that. well, let's get back to it with Gary. All right, so that's, we've got one more song picked to go. And this one surprised me. I'm yeah. curious as to why you picked this one.
3: Well, uh, because I, I kind of feel like your audience is probably Skid Row people.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You'd be absolutely <laughs> right
1: about that.
3: And once again, Monkey Business being like a record that came at a time. That was right near that album, right? Well,
1: Slightly the, the Grind. grind. Slightly the
3: Grind, yeah. that's right, right. Monkey Business was the first track. First right? single. Yeah. Yeah, that record to me I don't think it was as as successful as it probably should have been.
2: Well, it, it debuted well. I don't think it eventually sold as much as the debuted. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it, it like it hit the charts real well, but it was considered heavier than what their fans were
1: used to. Right. right. That was one man. I remember yeah. waiting in line the day it came out to be there to buy it, you know, mm-hmm. on that day. And I know there. I wasn't the only one there picking it up.
4: Yeah, that was a pretty good
3: killer record. I, that's yeah. my favorite record by them.
4: Yeah, yeah. And
3: me too. this song, I'm sure, even if there were songs from the record that were played on radio, this one was not. <laughs> this was not that one only because of the lyrically and and it's great logic, man.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of why I picked it and it just also because I always loved it like when I you know it again it took, takes me back to when we toured together a lot at right. that time because it was Cinderella and we were in, I, I remember we did Japan together on New Year's Eve of 90 91 into 92 I think it was we played the Tokyo Dome together with Bon Jovi wow uh. and yeah and it was just such an amazing trip to be over in Japan with the three bands and just you know by luck, in the same hotel, uh, Mr. Bingo happened to be there at the time. kidding. Okay. Faith no more. Wow. And there was one other band, all in the same hotel.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. And wow. We were, yeah,
3: for like a week we were there. That was
2: been fun. Yeah. That was the place to be. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I, that's a whole nother show. VIP. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it was a really strange, the, the way the hotel was laid out, it was kind of a, a, a circular thing around this pool, but it was a, a tall building, so you could see across, like, you know if, if you were on the third floor you could be at the bar and then look all the way across the building mm-hmm. to what was going on on the other side right. so you'd
1: be yelling at people up there yeah. down there or over there
3: yeah except it was enclosed in glass so it was enclosed but what was happening was that we'd be by the bar and you'd see clusters of people all around on all these different floors with cameras you know, yeah. Pictures yeah. Of
2: everybody. yeah
3: and they were kind of <laughs> spying and they had like 360 view to you know, to, to watch stuff, right? And and it was so much craziness going on. That,
2: that, True rock and roll <laughs> excess. Yeah,
3: Sebastian came down and dropped his drawers. These <laughs> he 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 he's standing there with this Japanese businessman and his wife,
4: and
0: mm-hmm.
3: his arms around them. They're taking a picture, and as they go one, two, three, he. Drops his door. Oh,
0: Jesus. Hey man, check out the rig. Yeah, you know, swinging his dick oh,
2: And all of a sudden, you see flash bulbs. Oh, um, uh, jeez. You know, like. <laughs> so in Japan, somebody's got a handful of photos of his, of his yeah. dick. Wow.
3: <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff going on at hotel. Yeah, it was past. You know, it was jet lag after a fourteen-hour flight. and yeah. Too much liquor and yeah, it was definitely, but it was such a great week. Yeah. It was so much fun, and you know so that's kind of why I picked it and and to me that the song actually really kind of really captures the the whole vibe the vibe <laughs> and the energy of that band to me and the song right, is uh, the song is Get the Fuck Out alright
1: some great picks <laughs> yes. so you were talking to us earlier about you were going to write a book huh thinking about it thinking,
3: thinking about book. it thinking about it it's you know it's one of those things that has been you know I've talked to people about it throughout the years and it's something I always shied away from and you know and it's in no way shape or form going to be like a, a tell all or you know dirt on people it isn't any <laughs> part of the reason to, to write a book and I never wanted to to be something like that but in today's day and age with technology being what it is and, and it's gotten a lot easier to do and yeah. and so the idea came up again and i'm gonna take a shot at it and and see uh, where it goes you know i, I don't have to cook, if i change my mind halfway through I'll, I'll scrap the idea but right now it's looking like i'm gonna Take on the challenge.
1: Right on. So that's cool. So the thing is, if anybody out there has pictures from back in the day or video or stuff that Gary was doing or even stories at times that you met him or, heck, you can yeah. help refresh his memory. How do you get that set up? Yeah, well,
3: you know what? If, if there's any, anything that anybody out there wants to know or, or a story they want to refresh my memory about or something, you could write to me or email me at uh, Gary Corbett Book at gmail.com very and, cool and it's Corbett
2: i I'll put a link in the show notes for okay. this episode and that, that awesome. people can do it directly
1: because everybody knows Gary Corbett's got all the cool stories <laughs> especially if well, you listen to this show
2: yeah uh, and today
1: yeah. you know he helped he <coughs> shared some rock and roll wisdom with us you know yeah, pick some yeah, great songs well, this, is, this is awesome
3: well I hope you know I hope people go back and listen to some of these records and like them that's you know I hope they get the same feeling from them that I did. That, no,
2: that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're all about trying to turn people on to stuff they may not have noticed the first time, and uh, we're happy to have you over to do it.
1: Oh, great. This is what you're, six songs is supposed to be yeah. all about.
3: Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. i come back with another Six.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, six more songs. Gary six, six more songs. I love that. Yeah,
2: I think it's even harder to narrow it down to six. But, yeah, right. But yeah, it's a good, good little sampler of what uh, stuff that's made a difference in your life yeah. and, and, oh, and yeah, helped definitely. you get where you are now.
3: Yeah, there was you know. a couple I felt like I left off because you know, I, yeah, Jimi Hendrix was definitely in the running to you know have something, but I, I just figured anything I would have picked would probably not be considered that uncommon. Okay. So, I kind of went away from it because uh, the audio experienced record would have been the record I would have gone to.
2: That's a great record. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to give away my next. No, no. no. no, no. <laughs> I mean, we'll save those for the
2: next time. Yeah. When the Absolutely. book comes out, you'll have to come back and do it again. Yes, yes, yes sure, yes, yes. And again, it's Gary Corbett book at gmail.com.
3: Thank you. No, no problem. problem. Absolutely.